You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, Episode 62. Is it possible to balance work and motherhood? Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Two years ago, as I was dreaming up this podcast and working on making it a reality, I was talking through the logistics of my daily schedule with a counselor who was helping me identify my priorities and make time for them in my daily life. And I remember her saying, and after you start your podcast, let's estimate that you'll be spending what, like around eight hours a week on that? And at the time, I thought she was crazy. I was not going to spend eight hours a week doing my podcast. I was just going to squeeze it in and do a couple of hours here and there while my kids were in bed. I was just sure of it. Well, it turns out that she knew a little more about estimating time and time management than I did. It definitely takes me at least eight hours a week to produce this podcast. And honestly, usually quite a bit more than that as this community has grown and this has really grown into a real business and job for me. I love it and I feel like I'm living my passion and my gifts while also being able to be home with my kids after they're done with school. It feels like the very best of both worlds, but I will admit to you that I often feel extremely overwhelmed and wonder if I'm giving either of my passions, my family and my work, the best of my time and efforts. I often feel stretched way too thin. And I know that I'm not alone in feeling that way because when I asked listeners for podcast topics for the new year, many moms reached out to me and asked for an episode on balancing work and motherhood. Whether that's working from home, building your own business, or going into an office or a workplace, I think many of us moms feel stretched in a lot of different directions and feel like maybe we're not doing a good job on either thing. Can we really do work and motherhood well? To answer this question, I reached out to the best person that I know personally who could answer that question, and that's my own business coach, Krista Lee Beck. She's a devoted mother of three young children, and she runs two successful businesses, She's helped me so much with building my own business this past year, and she always has perspective on doing that while also being a present, committed mother, because that is the reality that she's living in her own life as well. So, Krista Lee, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to 3 and 30. Thanks so much for having me. I'm especially excited to talk to Krista Lee today because she just had a three-month-long maternity leave with her new baby that was born in October. And so she's back to coaching me today. We had our first coaching session since she's been back and it's so wonderful. So I'm just really excited to talk to you. Oh, and everybody just you watch Rachel. She's got big things coming for you. (laughs) We did. We just talked through all sorts of ideas for 2019. It's pretty exciting. I want to tell the listeners that I found you through one of your businesses, which is called the Mama Ladder. And I want you to start out by telling us a little bit about your mission there, because I think it really relates to the topic that we're going to discuss today. Yes. So the Mama Ladder is 
an alternative to climbing a corporate ladder. So I used to work in a corporate ladder environment and I decided that wasn't the best fit for me. I really wanted to be with my kids, but I also wanted to use my skills and talents and, and what I'd gone to school for. I really wanted to use it. And so the idea came to me, why not create your own ladder that fits your family? And that's what we do. The Mama Ladder helps empower you at the intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I love that. I often hear you refer back to that, the intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. And we'll expand this out to even people who aren't necessarily entrepreneurs, but are going into the workplace doing something that they're passionate about or going into the workplace to support their families while also being a mother. So obviously, you you built an entire business around the intersection of motherhood and working. So you must believe that it's possible for a woman to do a great job at work and at home. I do. It doesn't mean it's always easy, but it is possible. It, it really is. That's why I wanted to have you on to teach us a little bit about how to do that and to find this balance that women talk about. So I wanted to start out by just asking you, what do they mean when they talk about balance in motherhood? And do you think that that's possible, but work-life balance? So balance for me, when I think of balance, I first think of kind of like a seesaw where you're sitting on it and there's there's someone at the other end and it's going up and down. And the idea of balance is that you're completely equal on both sides. But the reality is that balance with motherhood and work is is pretty ambiguous. It mm-hmm. is very tricky to put some kind of parameters around what does that look like? And it's different for everyone. So I don't, I don't teach women how to balance both, but I do teach them how to protect time for both. And that's mm. what I've done myself. And it's really important to me. I love that, that distinction to protect time for both, even if they're not necessarily perfectly, quote, balanced. I think that's a huge shift and leads really well into our first takeaway. So what takeaways do you have for us today about how to achieve this work-life balance or rather this protecting the time for both in our lives? Yes. So the first takeaway is to release the need to be balanced. And it's, we hear that phrase all the time, balance work and life, balance family and, and clients or however people say it. But you don't have to be balanced in the sense that they don't have to be exactly equal and it it doesn't have to look like how anyone else is doing it. You can really set it up how it works for you and your family. And one of my favorite metaphors that I've heard having to do with balance is I have never surfed like on the ocean, but obviously I've seen it done. And I've, I've heard someone say that to stay balanced on a surfboard, you're not standing with your feet with the weight evenly distributed at all times. Like the wave is moving. And so you're leaning one direction or the other in order to stay balanced on the board. And that that's similar to what we do as mothers, whether we're working or not, that sometimes we have to lean into one thing harder and then lean the other way and just um, kind of follow our gut as to what needs the most of our time and attention at that at any given time. I love that analogy. That's, that's a beautiful analogy. And and I agree with you that that it, it can feel like you are surfing, but the reality is it's okay to do 
what needs to be done on any given day. And you can trust that as a mother and as a professional that that you know what is the most important thing for you to be doing at that time. How can you be sure that you will be able to give time to all of the different aspects of your life Ooh, in a given great day? Great question. So to be able to give time to the areas that are important to you, you first of all, need to decide what they are. But the takeaway is that you protect time for the areas that matter to you. And since this is specifically about balancing work and family life, you need to have specific times that you protect in those areas. What does that look like to protect work time, to protect time with your family? From me coming from the corporate ladder world, for those of you who are listening who are currently working for someone else and, and are going to your full-time job, you have these distinct hours, right? Where you're supposed to come in in the morning, leave in the afternoon. And and so that is your set time that you're working. And so you kind of have this built-in protection of your work time that you know and, and your kids know, like, I'm not available during these hours. This is when, this is time for my employer. However, for those who are entrepreneurs or starting a business in your own home, it, it gets, it gets messier and it gets trickier if you don't have the same parameters that you create for yourself. You say you have to decide starting at this time, this is my work time and I'll stop from 12 to three or whatever your, your time block is. So you have to protect it. Yeah. And I have found that I feel like, there's more guilt associated with that when you're not at an office and you're home as an entrepreneur or building your own business where you feel like, well, I shouldn't have set parameters or boundaries around this time and I should allow my kids to come and go and interrupt me. Whereas if you were out of the house at an office, you would not feel guilty about the fact that your kids couldn't come in and interrupt you just simply because you were off location. And so that's something that I've had to remind myself when I do start to feel a little guilt creeping in, or even when friends and family want some of that work time. And I feel like, I should give it up because I, that's the nice thing to do or whatever that they they almost expect me to be flexible with that time when I'm like, this is my work time as if I were at an office and I need to protect it. I absolutely agree that you have to be the one that protects that time and, and you're the only one that can do it. And it is a decision. It's a decision to say, okay, from this time to this time. And, and there has to be some communication there, right? Like your kids need to know this is the time when you can play or you can color or, or whatever it is that you want them to do and, and do not interrupt mom. So one of the things I recommend is to have a babysitter. So And it could be you have your work time when your kids are at school. So then they're already being taken care of during that time. But if you are working in your home and you have small children and you have the kind of work that requires you to focus there's, there's some work that you can kind of do while you're doing other things, but if it there's any kind of focus required, I recommend getting a babysitter. And this could be two afternoons a week for three hours each, or it could be whatever works for you. But set that time apart so that your kids are not competing with your computer and they don't feel like you are only half with them. And it sounds counterintuitive, but when you protect your work time, you're actually also protecting time with your kids. 
Because then when you're done working, you show up and you're fully there for them. And they can tell, they can tell the difference when you are like half checking your email or, you know, when, when you're not fully with them. But if you protected that work time, you got your work done, you showed up, you did it. Then afterwards or before, however you do it, you're with your kids. So it's really protecting both when you protect your work time. Yeah. And you know, for me, I find, and I don't, it's a little embarrassing to admit this, but I find that it's easier for me to protect my work time than my kid time. And that's on me. I, I'm more likely to push a little work into my kid time or to check my phone or my email when it's their time um, because I really, really enjoy my work. And sometimes what I'm doing with my kids doesn't seem quite as fulfilling or exciting to me. So then I'm like, well, I'll just squeeze this in or I'll, you know, put on a movie for them so I can get a little more work done. What are your suggestions for really protecting kid time and making that meaningful? And so you're not tempted to squeeze in more work during that time. <laughs> and, you know, everything you just explained is completely understandable. And I have moments like that too, where I'm like, you know, I'd really rather not be cleaning a big mess off the ground. Like I'd rather be doing something that's work, you know, like it work is like a treat. It's fun. I really like it. I enjoy it. Um, but I also absolutely value my children and I want them to know that they are my first priority. And, and I try to think of them like clients, like they are my number one clients. And in the sense that when I'm with them, I want them to get all of me and I want them to know that they're my priority. And so what what I've done the past couple years is I have a block of time that is just for me and them. And so for us, that's early in the day in the, in the morning, sometime between nine and noon. And we, we play during that time and we go on so many adventures, whether it's a little hike or a walk around the block or children's museum. But during that time, I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing anything else, but looking at them, talking to them, giving them one-on-one attention. And, and sometimes it's really simple. Sometimes it's just like tickling them in my room or something, you know, some, but it's, it's enough that they get their fill of me and I get my fill of them. And I love that you do it first and that you prioritize it and treat it like a client. I've heard um, people talk about kind of having a block schedule of your in your day where not every single hour is blocked off for a different task, but just kind of blocks of time. Like the morning is my kid's time and then the afternoon is my work time or vice versa. Um, and if you are a full-time working mom who's away from nine to five, then you can block out whatever's better for your family. Like the morning is my kid time or after I get home from work is my kid time until they go to bed. But to consciously sort of block it off and protect it and to fill it with activities that you enjoy as well. So like I love, I know you love to hike and I love that you've incorporated that into time with your children, which makes it really fun for you. And they can feel that, that you're engaged with them and having fun. Absolutely. And it becomes a shared passion for both of us that we we really enjoy that. That's one of our favorite things to do. And now it's winter and it's cold, but, but we've had so many fun adventures and I, I feel like that becomes a, a time where we can really bond. And so I absolutely agree that it needs to be when you're setting aside time that's specifically for your children, it's best if it's something that you enjoy because otherwise it's not 
fun for you. And so, and there's lots of things that, that kids do that they can do on their own time. So like my kids have these really noisy little toys that I don't enjoy at all. And, and they can play those on their own time when they're yeah. with a babysitter or when they're just with each other. But when they're with me, we do things that we like, like art projects or, you know, so it's things that I enjoy too. Totally. And for me, like I love reading to my kids. And so that's something that we prioritize every single day. I don't like doing crafts with my kids. And so that's something that we don't do. That's something that they do at school and preschool and with babysitters. And that's fine. That is fine. Absolutely. It's fine. Our first takeaway was to release the need to be balanced to that word. And then second, to protect our work time and protect our kid time. Um, What is your third takeaway for us on how to achieve more of a sense of balance or more of a sense of prioritizing our values um, as we're working? Yes. So I like to call this takeaway, put your ideal week on repeat. So as mothers in in any family, from day to day, things are going to vary, right? So on Wednesdays, you've got preschool and Fridays, you have dance or whatever it is. Like we all kind of have different things on different days. But if you look at your week as a whole, and this is an exercise that I often do with my clients. We did this together, Rachel. We we look look at your priorities. So you want to have time with yourself, time to do something just for you, time with with your husband, time with your kids and time for your work. And so if you look at your mm-hmm. your week, print off like a blank week calendar um, and you block out chunks of time that you protect for these different areas of your life, you know, it might take some tweaking and it might take some refining and trying it out a few times. But for me, let's see, it was, I think the beginning, it was some, it was about two years ago, it was in 2017 where I found this rhythm that really worked for me and this weekly schedule where I go on a big mountain hike on Saturdays and I go on a date with my husband on Saturday nights and just these certain things that I did throughout the week that worked so well that I just put that week on repeat and I basically just do it over and over again. (laughs) And that might sound monotonous, but it's not because like with kid time, there's so much variation in that. So one day we might go to the dinosaur park. The other day we might go visit some friends for a play date. There's, yeah. there's so much variation, but it, it's dedicated to that relationship with them. It minimizes so much decision fatigue and and even almost guilt in motherhood. If you know that these certain areas are going to be met every single day and you just sort of block them out, then you don't have to think every single day, well, what's our schedule going to be? When am I going to fit this in or that in? It's just on repeat, like you said. And I love your three categories that you've taught me um, for how you block your time and prioritize them. Can you share that with the listeners? Yes. So I I live my life by three Bs, body, babies, business. And body is more than just my physical body. It's really about taking care of myself. And so it's body, mind, spirit. So giving myself time for truth, giving my to, to read, giving myself time to exercise um, and just do things I enjoy. And then babies is my children, but also my my baby, my husband. Like so it's it's really just a word for family. Mm-hmm. And then business is my business and, and my creative pursuits, not only in making money, but also in creating things that are me using my talents in 
a business fashion. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I feel like you're the queen of alliteration and like wordsmithing. I always love the different things you teach me with alliteration and things. I love that. Body, babies, and business. And do you devote the same chunk of time every day to those different categories? You know, I do. For me, body and babies are always the first half of the day. And I try to have them before before noon or one. So right now, um, and every semester, I change my babysitter schedule depending on what they're... I usually hire um, young women who are going to college. So we kind of fit around their schedule. Um, so right now she starts at 1230. So ev- my body and baby's time happens before she shows up. So she's here for four hours, 1230 to 430. <laughs> and and during that time, that is my get it done, focus work time. And so in the morning is, yeah, that that's my chance, my chance to exercise and play with my kids. And then I, I can enjoy my kids after the babysitter leaves too. And, yeah. Go back to being with them. Yeah. And one thing that you've really taught me is the value of being, as you say, powerfully present. Again, another alliteration there. But I love it that um, when you protect these blocks of time, you're really powerfully present when you're in the, those blocks of time. So you're really giving your best to your clients, to your children, to nurturing your body because you're not letting it bleed into each other quite so much. You're protecting those distinctions between them. I love how you you said decision fatigue earlier because it really does help you when you when you set this up and you put it on repeat that you don't have to think about it so much and and it almost gives you a built-in deadline to to get things done. So for example, earlier today, um we kind of took our time this morning of three kids under five, my girl's almost five, but they're, they're all under age five right now. And we were just taking our time having like a long breakfast. And, and anyways, it started creeping into getting closer and closer to when the babysitter was coming. And so I had, I had the choice to either go to the gym like I like to, or get any exercise at home because I knew that when she got here at 1230, that was my business time. So, so I had to bust it out, do a workout at home because that was the time to do it. I recently heard on um, Jody Moore's podcast, she did a podcast about feeling busy and how she doesn't feel busy and people think that's crazy. And she said that she treats her life kind of like if she were on Project Runway where she has a deadline and regardless like it has to be done by the the outfit, like on Project Runway or whatever it is, has to be done by the deadline and she treats it that way. So um, she just slots out time for her different tasks and then she busts it out within the deadline. <laughs> I love that. And I, I'm so glad she she talked about that because I, I also feel the same about the word busy. I, I've said for years, I don't believe in busy or bored. I don't believe in being busy or being bored. Because mm-hmm. there's always something interesting to do. And I busy is a choice to me. So I am very committed to things that matter, but I'm I'm not busy because busy happens to you. Busy is like being a victim of your circumstances where being committed is choosing what you allow to bring into your life. And one thing that I did want to talk about is, so we're talking about making a distinction between these different areas as far as protecting them. But another thing that I love that you've taught me is there doesn't have to be a distinction or a competition between our work and our families. And I was wondering if you could tell or elaborate a little bit more on that for the moms who are listening. 
Yes. Thanks for letting me talk about this because this is something as we prepared for this, this interview that I realized I was able to verbalize to you why time is so special to me and why I don't like to use the word balance. And it's because I really see time as sacred. Like we only have so much time that we are alive from the time we're born until, till we leave this earth. Like we only have so much time and there's so much I want to do in my life. And I'm sure that your listeners do too. There's so much I want to do. And so, but for me, I, I really feel that motherhood and my work are both part of living my purpose and they're part of who I am meant to be really as, as being a follower of Christ and part of my core beliefs in who I am and why I'm here. And for me, there's really no need to balance the two of them because they're both part of the same effort of trying to live my life in alignment with my values and in following my God. Yeah. I love that when you shared that. And I, I did encourage her to share that from a religious perspective. I, I, I know not everybody who listens is religious, but I love that insight of just your life purpose. It can be both things and it's not a competition or separate. It's, it's your life's work and you can give great attention and energy to both things and not think of them as totally separate, which I feel like I am very lucky that I do feel like my work is part of my life's purpose. There are probably some women listening who do not feel that the work that they're currently doing, the job that they're currently going to is really like their life's purpose. It's just they have to work. What would you say to them or how can they also feel this sense of wholeness in their home life and their professional life, even if the actual tasks that they're doing every day at work don't necessarily seem like their life's purpose. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And that's an excellent question. There is value in providing for your family. That Mm. is so important. And we all have life energy that we trade. So you're trading your hours for dollars to pay for food and clothing and shelter and being able to provide for your family and whatever financial situation you may be in if you if you need to work cuz usually you don't stay in a job on, that you don't like unless you need to and mm-hmm. if you need to and you and you're going to it day after day good for you for taking care of your family and for taking care of your financial needs. And I've I've met so many women and men who may be in that situation, but who have also made the way that they show up at their job part of their life's work. Yes, very well said. And it's like a ripple effect, right? Like that we can have so much power in our own circle of influence and if that means I'm thinking of this example, I went to a conference once where the the keynote talked about the best cab driver he'd ever had. And mm. this cab driver, he like gave him a bottle of water and he he like rolled out the red carpet. He was such an amazing cab driver. And this keynote talked about how he was distinctive and he 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 really stood out out of all the cab drivers he'd ever had. And here you think, oh, that cab driver, you know, kind of a blue collar job. But if you put your heart into whatever work you're doing, you can absolutely make a difference for the people that you're serving. 
And that goes mm-hmm. for any job out there. Yes, it's so true. And that, that, that is your life's work and what your work is teaching you and how you are developing and growing because of your work is also your, your personal development is your life's work. And that comes from being a mother as well as anything else that you're doing. It's all contributing to you growing as a human being. Absolutely. And we're human beings, not human doings. And so you don't need to define yourself by what it is that you clock in, clock out of. If it's something that you're not necessarily super passionate about, it's okay if there's a means to an end in being able to provide for your family and being able to create what it does matter to you. And Mm -hmm. so there's value in that. For sure. So I was wondering if you could tell people who are listening, moms who are listening, um, could you tell them about some opportunities that you have through the Mama Ladder right now for them to continue growing in their own journeys as businesswomen or entrepreneurs or whatever they may be? Yes. So we're so passionate at the Mama Ladder about helping you be able to use your passions and talents in your business and also be there for your family. And as I've grown my own businesses, I looked for grant opportunities for women. I was like, I could really use some capital, but I don't necessarily want to get a loan or have a venture capitalist. And I just didn't see a lot out there. And so it just came to me, you know, why don't we create an opportunity for other mom entrepreneurs that they can apply for a business grant specifically for them that can help them? And it's called the High Five Grant for Moms at highfivegrant.com. And it's the grand prize is $5,000 to help a promising mama in her business. I love it. And I'm definitely going to apply for it. There's so much value in having that capital, like you said, to invest upfront in your business or in coaching. Um, some of these things that can help you grow. It's an incredible opportunity that you're putting together for moms. And so I wanted them to know about that directly from you. And it opened on Friday, the 11th. This episode's going up on Monday. And how long is it available? From the 11th through the 31st of January is the application window. So it's winter and summer. It's a semi-annual grant competition. And this year, 2019, we're high-fiving much bigger this year because not only do we have a $5,000 check for the grand prize, we're also sending her to our Mama Spring Break our business and adventure retreat. Mm-hmm. And when we have prizes for the rest of the eight finalists as well. So it, it totals $16,000 in prizes altogether. So check it out and apply. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you mentioned Mama Spring Break because um, that is, it's business training mixed with adventure and hikes and different things. And I am actually going to their April session of Mama Spring Break. And there's some spots left for Um, There's just a couple spots left for April and some spots left for March, their March session. So if anybody listening that perks your interest, you can check that out as well. So we got the High Five Grant and Mama Spring Break. Just so much goodness coming from the Mama Ladder. And could you end, Crystal Lee, by recapping those three takeaways for us? Yes, absolutely. So takeaway one, release the need to be balanced and feel like you have to do exactly the same amount of time or energy for work and kids. So release that need and trust yourself. Takeaway two is to protect your work time. And this allows you to also protect time with your family. 
Mm. Protect it. (laughs) And three is to put your ideal week on repeat and do it over and over. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the wisdom that you've shared with me this year as I've grown this community and podcast and for then coming to share with these listeners here who are become so important to me. I really appreciate all the goodness that you've brought to my life. Oh, Rachel, I love working with you. And really, everyone listening, I'm serious. Rachel's got beautiful ideas to help you and she loves you. She tells me all the time how much she loves her community. So... <laughs> Yes, that is the truth. So, well, thank you. Thank you. And everyone go check out the High Five Grant and get involved with the Mama Ladder. Before we end, I did want to tell you that Crystal Lee is not going to be judging the High Five competition. She has found a panel of three really experienced mom entrepreneurs who will be judging that competition. And I wanted to tell you that because as we were recording, I thought uh, this might seem a little weird if I apply for a grant from my own coach. So I I just wanted you to know that there's no bias in it. Any mom can apply, and I hope that you all will if you have a dream that you are trying to build. And speaking of that, I thought that I would just put this out there. Sometime in 2019, I'm not quite sure when or what it will look like yet, but I am going to be creating some resources for people who want to grow up their podcast or start one. So if you are in that place... If you would like to send me an email at hello at 3in30podcast.com, I'm going to add you to a little email list where I'm going to start sending out just a weekly quick tip on podcasting, um, online entrepreneurship, the things that I've been learning about this past year. I thought I could just share one tip a week until I get something more formal created. So again, if you're interested in being part of that, email hello at 3in30podcast.com and I'll send you like maybe the best tip about podcasting that I learn each week. I feel so encouraged after that conversation with Crystal Lee that I can continue growing this podcast and community and business and be a fabulous mother. And I know that all of you can do that too with whatever work you are involved in. I'm so grateful that you spend some of your time with me each week. And I hope that you have a really great week with your family.